Hi guys, welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Alana here with Jamie Hampton. We are giving you another Coffee Break episode where we take the questions that you guys submit to us at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions and we get to turn those into some really neat discussions. So thank you guys who are sending in your questions um, and keep them coming. So today's question is from Sharon. How do you start a home women's Bible craft prayer group? Which I think Alana and I, Alana, we were like really excited about this, right? That we get to talk about this just fun kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We've had some heavy, um, both in the podcast, we've had some heavy things. And then just between you and me, we've been talking about heavy things. Yeah. So so thank you, Sharon. This is (laughs) okay. Have you heard this really funny rule? that like there are seven different kinds of adjectives and they all have to go in the exact same order. So like if you have a brown old used leather watch, it has to be a brown old used leather watch. It can't be an old leather used brown watch or something like that. Have you heard that? Is this alphabetical? You have to go alphabetical? No, no, it has to do with like the age and the material it's made out of and its purpose. Like it's this whole thing where if you are not a native English speaker, like you actually learn the order that these things are said and it's really interesting. So I just had to laugh about the home women's Bible craft prayer group. I know, right? Okay, so could this be a home Bible women's prayer craft group? No, it couldn't. Women craft. <laughs> it could prayer. only be a home women's Bible craft prayer group. <laughs> Although this is the Praying Christian Women podcast. It should be a prayer women's <laughs> Bible Prayer group. group craft. Group craft class. Let's do some group, group crafts. Yes. But anyway. All right. So let's dive in. Um, do you want to open us in prayer? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. God, thank you for this fun topic. We just um we just thank you for our listeners just being willing to share what's on their hearts. And we thank you for Sharon just asking this really specific question, but I just know that there are lots of women out there with just wanting to start a prayer group of their own of some sort, using their gifts, using their talents, um, and and to think outside the box. And I just thank you that you've given us this opportunity to talk about this. I just pray that you would reach each person out there that is looking to incorporate prayer into their lives in a group setting and and just speak to them. Even though we're speaking kind of specifically, I just pray that you would speak to each woman out there that that has that on their hearts um, and help them to be creative and to know how they can start a prayer group of their own with their own interests in mind and and people that are like-minded. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I've got a question to start this off. We don't have a just for fun question usually in the coffee breaks, but I was thinking about this. If you were to start a prayer group at your home and you were going to give it like a flair, like Sharon wants to do a crafts group, what would you like? What would it look like? If I had to pick kind of a theme, maybe cooking, like I like doing different little recipes or stuff like that. I love cooking. So I, I, I don't love the day-to-day recipe, like coming up with stuff for dinner, mm-hmm. but I love trying new recipes. And when I do like make the time to cook, I just really enjoy it and baking too. That would be fun. So how would you have it set up? Like would everybody like bring a new dish or would you like all cook together or what? Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe each person would take turns choosing a recipe 
bringing either bringing the ingredients or maybe the host would have the ingredients and then everyone kind of make it together like oh, like a big fun. group thing it sounds complicated though doesn't it so maybe what i would do is have the person bring the recipe with them with the dish that they made and then we would focus on the prayer because how would you really have time for prayer if you were cooking the whole time well, you could do something like, you know, like, dear God, please ask Jamie to pass the salt over here and please tell <laughs> Sally to check and see if the sauce is thickened. I mean, it'd be a little awkward, but it could work. Please convict so-and-so <laughs> about the horrible way that they're handling that food. And please tell Alexis that she is stepping on my foot again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe but, not. It would, it would it would have a food theme though. How about you? Do you have? That would be really fun. I did something once. Um, so I have two things in mind. I I really do think it would be neat to have just like um, I actually tried this once. What do we call it? I even had like a cute rhyming name. It was like a pray and play group. So basically, like moms would meet to pray for their family specifically, and the kids were welcome to like just play and hang out with each other. So it was kind of like a play date. But it's fun. The purpose was prayer. It never took off, but um, I still really like that idea of just getting together as moms, praying specifically for your kids. And then another one that did go, maybe you even joined us sometimes. Were you ever part of our writers' prayer group? Yeah, so that was pretty fun. That was fun. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it was like, prayer requests, but we were all authors. So it was kind of like, as it related to our writing and, you know, yeah, other stuff. That too. was really neat. Yeah. I well, and, and I mean, I think that is, and I don't think this particular thing made it into the outline, but I think this is a really important component of starting any kind of group is to know, I mean, yeah, you definitely need to know what kind of group you want to have but also what kind of prayer you're going to pray. And, and mm-hmm. we, have, we spoke about this recently on a different episode that we recorded where just saying it's a prayer group may not be specific enough. You might need to say, okay, sure. is this a prayer group where we're going to pray for the church? Are yeah. we going to pray for our families? Are we going to pray for, you know, like in this case with a women's Bible craft prayer group, you might want to create? Are you going to create crafts that you're going to bless and pray over and give to, you know, new mothers or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, Or like, you know, crafts for the mission field or something. Right. So you could have any number of things, but I feel like, you know, specific is good. I think specific is good. Yeah. And to have in mind, like how prayer based is, it's like some people would love to do what you were talking about with the cooking and spend 95 minutes cooking and talking and eating and just like pray before you eat, you know what I mean? And like, and that would serve its purpose of just fellowship and camaraderie and breaking bread together, all of that stuff. Whereas other people kind of do want to have that deeper, you know, like we really want the primary focus to be on prayer. So that's helpful to have set up at the beginning too. Um, So yeah, I think at first, it's probably best, you know, going into the step-by-steps of how to start something like this is just to decide how you want to incorporate the prayer into this. Is this, you know, like I think some people kind of like, you know, the joke that, you know, middle-aged ladies get together and call it a book club, but really they just do it because they like to be together. You know, like right. the book club's just sort of their excuse for getting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's fine. 
to have, you know, like a prayer group where, yes, you're inviting your Christian lady friends over, but the primary focus really is for the fellowship and the time together and the crafts or the talking. I think that's fine. But I think some people are going to hear prayer meeting and picture that. And some people are going to hear prayer meeting or prayer group and picture, you know, flip-flop. So it's 5% chit-chat, 95% prayer. Right. Yeah. Um, So I think it's helpful to have in mind kind of what you are picturing, but also to be a little bit flexible, um, to let it just sort of evolve with what feels natural for the group. Um, And then I I think for me, I would solicit like someone else to help. Like I'd be like, hey, Jamie, I want to start this group for moms to pray. Do you kind of like want to be there? Because especially after being involved in like, um, church ministry for a while, like it's super small churches. It can be really awkward to plan on something and like have one person show up. Right. Like that is so much more awkward than having nobody. (laughs) And so, you know, just kind of like, Hey, do you want to be my second fiddle sort of, do you want to be the, you know, someone who's going to kind of commit to be there, someone who might help, um, with some of the planning or organization, if that needs to happen, or even just bouncing ideas, you know, like, do you think we should serve coffee or tea or, you know, just stuff like that. Um, I know sometimes for me, it's easier to like, I don't like being the one to make all the decisions myself, but I also really don't like getting 10 people together and having to discuss everything. Oh, right. That can be a drag. So I think for me, like just with my personality, it would be like finding one person to kind of help be your uh, conspirator in starting this up so that, you know, it's kind of the two of you bouncing ideas and then letting it morph and take off. But that was my just knee jerk reaction. I know you've got some things. No, I think, I think that one is on the list. Totally. And I, I think that it's very, there's a lot of energy there too, you know, just with one person. And I know with my personality, I'm constantly like sending out my feelers of like how people are reacting to things. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of second guessing whether what I'm doing is a good idea, whether it's helpful, whether it's silly. So having that one other person, it's so much easier to gauge that one person before you start the study mm-hmm. and, and to be, not that you should be out to please everyone, but you know, just for me, it's helpful. Cause if I have that one other person and they're like, Oh, that's a good idea. Immediately. I'm like, yeah, great. Let's go. And I get excited about it instead of waiting until the first day yeah. and thinking, is that a good idea? Is that going right. to work? So mm-hmm. I think that's- or showing up and like I said, having those 10 people and having it, I'm just, I'm so anti-committee. I'm really bad oh. about that. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> no, Let I totally get you. Let me how it's going to be. No, no. I'm, I'm better with like one-on-one as opposed no, to. No, I totally get that because yeah. yeah, it's so slow and it's so it yeah tedious. It can be for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So what else do you recommend for starting these home groups? Um, well, if you don't have, like, if you have a lot of questions, I think maybe, you know, if you're, if you're just in the very beginning stages, I mean, this seems like Sharon has a very good idea of what she wants to do, but mm-hmm. if you don't know exactly what you want to do or how you want it to look, just take some time to pray about it and even ask God to bring people into your mind or I that one person, well. you know, just take some time to meditate and sit back. 
sometimes I can be impulsive and I get an idea and I have to do it like right away and I barrel ahead and I, you know, I could see that taking a minute and, and just praying about it and saying, okay, is this really the right time to start this? Should I wait till the fall when maybe there's more momentum or, you know, different things like that where I, I've found um, definitely that taking a pause is a good thing. You know, it could be a good thing to, to pause and ask God to kind of be part of this and to kind of guide it and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And let's say you're starting from nowhere. Like I'm going to assume that most people listening are part of a church body and therefore have praying female friends. But if you don't, for some reason, or you don't know where to begin, or for some reason or other, you're wanting to reach people outside of your kind of sphere right now. I think what Jamie said also rings true is to be praying for God to be bringing those like-minded people into your path. So like when we recently moved, I was talking with a friend. We had both lived in Anchorage at the same time and then had both moved out. And now we're uh, not quite neighbors, but kind of close to it. And I had mentioned, you know, this idea of like a prayer, my, you know, like prayer moms, whatever you want to call it thingy. (laughs) And she was like, oh, I love that idea. And I actually know some other people who might be interested. And she said like a a couple other times, she's had other people mention something like that. You know, like, wouldn't it be neat to get this going? Now we still haven't gotten it going, but (laughs) maybe this episode is the fire under my pants. But it was neat to see like God had already put it on her heart. Plus she already had a couple people in mind that, you know, God had put it on their hearts too. So if he's putting something on your heart for that, He's probably putting it on the hearts of others. And so, A, be praying that God would bring you guys all together. And B, just be on the lookout for those people with that like-minded interest. Mm -hmm. Um, I think another thing that you could do is, you know, after you decide what you're going to do and how it's going to kind of look, then you need to... Maybe talk to your church because they might have a structure in place for, you know, like a women's ministry with women that are just waiting to be put in a group or maybe they're looking for someone. So if you're not sure, check with your church and just let them know, hey, I'm interested in starting this particular kind of group. Maybe they have an, a, a structure already where they're like funneling women into these groups. Maybe they have women waiting for someone to come up with something like this. So I think that's another way to maybe gain a few more people um, mm-hmm. or even a similar group that's looking for someone to lead it or, you know, right. or, you know, even a place to meet, you know, right. if your home isn't set up well for it. Yeah. I think also there are just a couple logistics to have in mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of like the location. If it's, if it's not your home, then, you know, your church is a great place to consider. You have kind of like a, a coffee group, right? Do you guys meet like at an actual coffee shop? We've done, it's actually really funny. So we started off and it was called ladies coffee and it was through our life group and we would meet on Saturdays and we would meet at, they have like a conference room at the local coffee shop Mm -hmm. and um, it's not separated. It's got like sort of a part wall, but it's still part of the coffee shop, but it's got a really big table. And so Mm -hmm. we would sometimes meet in there. Sometimes we'd meet at regular tables if there were just a few of us, but um, 
So it was called Ladies Coffee. Well, then we switched days and locations. So we started meeting at the church because we had kids. Um, so uh-huh. we were meeting on a weeknight and some people had kids. And our church has just um, a really easy, you know, the Sunday school room with toys. And right, we awesome. just had the kids go in mm-hmm. and play. So it was easy. But we kept calling it Ladies Coffee, but there was never <laughs> coffee there. Never coffee. <laughs> really rarely tea. So, right, right. Unless you brought your own. But it was just funny because we kept calling it Ladies Coffee. That is so funny. We have done an actual coffee shop. And kind of one of the benefits to that that I thought was neat, sometimes we would run into people we knew. They weren't always Christians. Um, mm. And it was just kind of neat because it was obvious at times that we were praying. We weren't right. like, you know, wailing and rending our garments in public or anything. That's a different kind of restaurant you're thinking of right there. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> but no, we, but we, it was, you know, it was, it was obvious at times that we yeah, were praying. No, we got our it. Bibles out. And so That's I cool. think it's kind of a neat outreach. Um, mm-hmm. It does you know, if privacy is an issue or if you're, you know, wanting to have a more intimate setting where you're going to be talking about some more personal things, there are times when a coffee shop can be a little crowded or can feel Mm -hmm. weird. But we did talk about some personal stuff and it did not seem strange. We just kind of were in our own little conversation. In your corner, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I can see that. Yeah, so it was really neat. Yeah, I think logistic-wise, too, um, just even deciding, is there going to be food and drinks involved? Because mm-hmm. that really does change the dynamic. I think I've mentioned before how at one point we were setting up these little home-based prayer groups when our church was going through a time of transition. Oh, yeah, and I love this we, story. I mean, our rule was there's no food, there's no drinks, A, because it makes it easier on the host, you know, um, to not have to worry about those things. And B, it means you just show up and you get to praying (laughs) because we didn't want it to turn into gabbing. You know, like it it really was like a 30 minute. And I'm just amazed that we stuck with this. Like we prayed for 30 minutes and then it was, all right, have a good day, guys. Don't let the door (laughs) hit you on the way out. Yeah, I've never, I've never been in a more efficient (laughs) prayer setting than those. But you know, that was laid out. And it was necessary, and it was also frequent, so it was respecting people's time. for sure. Yeah, yeah, because the idea was to have one of these, and again, like, we've only been at very small groups, which is why you're talking about, like, these rooms of women waiting to be funneled, and like, yeah, we don't go to the same kind of churches, do we, Jamie? (laughs) Well, I'm not saying we have rooms of women No, 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 I understand. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, But, uh. (laughs) <laughs> the goal was to have like one one time of prayer going on every weekday. And right. this is at a church where it was never more than like 60 or 70 people on a Sunday. Right. So, so these same people are probably showing up every week. For some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, it was like, here's the one on my side of the town or, you know, on at the time of day that works for me. Others were showing up to as many as they could. And we also had it basically like, I think there was a time limit, you know, like we're not doing this indefinitely. Right. It was, I think maybe through the summer or something like that. And so that can be helpful too. Like if you really want to dive into just super directed, like I had this idea before one of the previous elections, like wouldn't it be cool to just open up the church for half an hour a day, every day, right at the same time and just pray for the country. Mm-hmm. And again, didn't happen. Some of that, again, we've been in super, super small churches <laughs> and again, super awkward when it's like you and one other person. <laughs> so, you know, there were, but you know, that kind of goes along with the logistics. Um, 
I'm not saying that it has to be like that. Like I would right now at this stage in life, like I would prefer something more like your coffee shop thing where it's, you know, there's conversation and there's drinks and all of that, but it doesn't have to look that way. Um, And then just also logistically, you know, are people bringing kids or how's that going to look? I assume you guys at first started with Saturday mornings because more of the husbands were home to help. Yeah. And that's kind of was the idea, but what it turned out was, you know, a lot of the husbands, this was their first day home and mm-hmm. it, we ended up, we met for a long time. We, we would start, um, I think it was at eight o'clock and then it was at nine and then it was at 10 and we shifted around, but mm-hmm. we'd meet for two hours. Yeah. And it takes, yeah, it, it kind of sucks the morning and then sports yeah. started happening. And so we ended yeah. up doing it later. So, um, but, um, but kids have become, it's a big deal, you know, having, having kids and having young moms, um, it does, or moms with young kids. I was about to say, you're making it sound so old. Look at these young, young moms. These young mothers. <laughs> I'm like, a, yeah, anyway. But yes, these, uh, these moms with young kids. Yeah. And so you do need to decide, will you need childcare? I mean, at the coffee shop, like I would bring my daughter sometimes, you know, if you have little kids, mm-hmm. they could sometimes come, but when they get mobile and, and interested, yeah, and yeah, the best, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not you're going to pay for childcare, that's another thing. Cause I find it very difficult to find babysitters. I find it very difficult to find consistent babysitters. Um, and you know, then it's, do you pay for them? And are you presuming that these women have money to pay? Does right. your church pay for it? Does your church have a budget mm-hmm. for childcare? So these are all things that need to be worked out. Um, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, let's just dive into, I think it'd be interesting to have a discussion on the pros and cons of having something like this in your home. Like say you're, I mean, some people's houses just wouldn't accommodate a group and some people, even if they're home and accommodated, just don't desire to have a lot of people in their home, which I think is fine. Um, but if you're maybe on the fence and you're like, well, this could be at my home or maybe it'd be better to do this at the church or something, what's your experience or just some of the pros and cons to think through? Well, just from a very personal point of view, one of my big, I always struggle with housekeeping. I, I, my, I'm not going to blame my blame my brain or organization mm-hmm. or anything, but I do find it very hard. I know how to clean my house, but maintaining is very hard for me mm-hmm. and staying on a schedule. So a lot of times I think to myself, there's no way. And over the years, there's no way I can have people in my house. My house is a mess. I don't want to have, you know, I, I just can't. I, I'll, I'll host a group like this when I get my house in order. That's what I always would mm-hmm. think. But what I found is when I make the commitment and just say, I want this group enough that I'm going to make the commitment. It makes me clean my house. Yeah, sometimes it's a good reason to, uh, to get Yeah, it. and yes, I'm sometimes up very late the night before because I don't want to be mortified when people come in. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm always glad that I did it because it really does help me. When I've had groups meeting in my home regularly, mm-hmm. which I don't right now, um, my home is easier to maintain because I know I yeah, have you know, at least once a week. There's going to, yeah. yeah, no, I get that for sure. I think for me, I used to really like having things at my house. Like 
<laughs> when we lived in Anchorage, I think we had a two bedroom and it was like 800 square feet. It was this tiny, tiny house. And for one of our kids' birthday parties, I remember counting like 14 kids and probably between that, you know, like five or six moms. And it didn't yeah. feel crowded, you know. I'm but, sure I was at one of those and it really oh, didn't. Sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but now I just, I don't like that anymore. It's and I, funny because I'm the same. I used to have people more when my kids were littler. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is now, but I, yeah. I not. I've definitely noticed that I'm more, I don't quite want to say homebody, but that's probably the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me, like if I'm in a group setting, I'm going to sound like crazy antisocial here. Like I like to know that when I get tired and I'm ready to go, that I could just go. So like right. I get a little anxiety, like if I'm getting a ride with somebody and I have to depend on them. Oh, you know, for I've always been like that too. Yeah. And when it's a group in my home, like that's kind of what that would feel like to me again. Like I, I can't just say, all right, guys, time to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. you're kind of there until they, they go. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, again, just different logistics. Um, and, and probably seasons of life for sure. It is. Well, and for a craft group and prayer group, I feel like home, one of the big benefits is you can spread out, you know, True. your space is your own. And I guess in a church, well, okay. So I'm going to go, but I'm going to be the devil's advocate to myself. So okay. having it at your home is really good because you can spread out. You probably already have a lot of craft supplies and it's, you know, it's pretty easy for you to, mm-hmm. to just, mm-hmm. you don't have to haul a whole bunch of craft supplies to a church. Right. Um, Good point. But on the other hand, if you're at the church, you're not messing up your house with a bunch of craft right. stuff. You clean and, up and then you're done. <laughs> yes. And not to mention there probably is a separate room that the kids could be in that is mm-hmm. not your own kid's room with your own kid's toys that's going to have to be cleaned mm-hmm. up in the end, you know, so I could see benefits to both, but hauling craft stuff back and forth places seems Mm -hmm. depending on how you run it and who gets the craft stuff. I could see it being good either way, but, but might be a little bit less, less of a hassle. It depends on your setup, your personality, Mm -hmm. you know, what feels comfortable, what's practical. I think there are so many neat ways it could look. Um, just to throw out there, you know, like Jamie, I don't, you're not super into crafts, right? Are there any crafts that you get into? No, I'm not a crafty person. I mean, I, I don't mind doing crafts and I like doing stuff, but I've never gotten into scrapbooking. I like painting and art, but not crafts necessarily. Right. right, right. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of the same in that, but, um, did, did I ever tell you, or I might have mentioned it on the show. I forget, but like making a prayer scrapbook. Has that come yes. up? We talked oh, about yeah, that? we did when we were talking about like creative ways to pray with your kids. Oh, right, right, right. With that your kids, yeah. That could be a fun one to um, to do. And, you know, some of these, they don't even have to be like a weekly thing. It could just be a like one of my favorite things because it's so easy to set up. It's like a uh, soup and salad prayer lunch where, hey, bring either a soup or a salad. So it's super easy. Right. And super, get it? Super. It's super. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Um, so basically like you show up with food, you eat lunch, you say, Hey, who's got prayer requests? And and then you pray. And you know, so yeah. sometimes you could even do like one off prayer events with ladies if that feels 
better, you know, and maybe see, like, maybe you have such a great time and everyone's like, we should do this more often. And so you do, but you could start, you know, with something small like that or start with a great idea. Mm -hmm. If you're nervous about the long haul, just try Mm -hmm. it once, invite a bunch of people and see how it goes. And, and I am certain if it goes well, that someone's going to say, Hey, we should do this again. And then we think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you, or you say, Hey, do you guys want to do this more often? And you hear crickets. Well, that's going <laughs> to tell you something new. That's right. You'll get a feel for what they're thinking. All right. Well, thanks again for your question, Sharon. And we would love to just hear touch back, uh, touch back. What am I trying to say? Get in touch with us. Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown and get in touch with us and let us know when you start this group. Cause it sounds really neat. It does. Yeah. And also if you guys listening have other ideas for prayer groups or maybe like hobby related prayer groups, I think that's super fun. Or online prayer groups. I think that's another whole can of worms. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And a really fun can of worms. So Mm -hmm. yeah, well, let's dive into our prayers for the unsaved. You know, I, I didn't realize until our last recording, I say that a lot dive into, and I don't know why, but I, I guess it just sounds better than let's pray for our unsaved friends. But I could have said that too. Well, okay. So listeners, you need to let us know what are the things that we repeat over and over again? What are the phrases? Like, yeah, I know I say, what's my thing? I say, I'm a lot and like a lot. So yeah, let us know what are the, the annoying things that we say over and over again. And that way we can censor them from our next episodes. So apparently I do say super a lot, or at least when I'm writing. I think I, I do super. When you're writing? When I'm writing. So I just did one of my first nonfiction books for authors. And one of my early readers who was just reading for feedback was like, you know, you use the word super a lot. And I just thought that it was kind of okay. She doesn't like this word. And then my husband was doing some like last minute typo checks for me. And he's like, yeah, this is a great book, but do you know how many times you say the word super? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know one of your pet peeves is repeating a word close to to each other Mm -hmm. when you're writing. So interesting. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what we hear back from our listeners. Yes, we will. All right. Let's pray for the unsaved. There may or may not be diving boards involved. There may not, but prayers for the unsaved. So for... Any of you that might not have listened before, this is the time when we pray for the one to three people that God's placed on our hearts that we want to pray for them to come to know the Lord. And so just insert the name of your friend. When I say my friend, you can insert someone's name or just pray for those friends in general. And if you like these prayers, you can actually go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash unsaved and you can subscribe to receive one email a day of um, a different prayer each day that'll come right to your inbox so that you can be praying for 30 days straight for the unsaved people in your life. And then start all over again the next month. (laughs) So let's pray. Lord, nothing on this earth can satisfy like you. Please forgive me for all the times I try to curb my soul's hunger with anything but you. I pray for my friend today, Lord, and ask that they would recognize their need for you. Show them the part of their spirit that is hungry for your love. Show them the part of their soul that is thirsty for your peace. 
Show them that you alone can satisfy their deepest desires. God, in your grace and love, please protect my friend from seeking to satisfy their spiritual hunger by destructive means. Don't let their desire for peace and acceptance lead them to deeper sin. Instead, show my friend how you're the one thing their soul has been longing for and let them cling to you for their salvation. Amen. Amen. And again, if you have questions that would make for fun discussions for our Coffee Break episodes, please submit those to us at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. We also just love your comments and feedback, and you can get in touch with us with anything you want to share or ask or ideas or questions at connect at prayingchristianwomen.com. So Jamie, you open, have it all, just close us in a word of prayer and we'll call it an episode. All right. God, thank you so much for this chance just to talk about prayer groups. Thank you so much for the freedom we have to meet together and just proclaim your name. And I pray that you would be spreading that freedom throughout the land, God, that in regions where people don't have freedom to meet and pray in your name, that you would open those doors for them. I pray specifically for Sharon and just ask that this craft prayer group would be such a blessing and encouragement to her and that you would be leading just the right people to get started. I also pray um, just for this local idea that you seem to have put on many people's hearts for a mom's prayer group, that at your time that you would bring that to pass. And just please be blessing everyone listening. Thank you for the technology we have to have this podcast and do episodes like this, Lord. We just pray tremendous blessing over those listening today. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.